0: Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me today is CJ Gibson. What's up? Steven Rue. Hey, Guardians. and Chomp, Chomp. We're going to have a more serious episode Perfect. today is All what right. I was going to say. We're going to be talking about the Activision's earnings call for the most part. And I'm posing the question, is the Destiny brand too damaged to be successful? And by successful, I'm using Activision's definition, which seems outlandish to me, and let's talk about why. By the way, you can watch us first on IGN.com, and then one day later, Saturday at 5 p.m. on YouTube. So that's Friday at 5, IGN.com, Saturday at 5, YouTube.com slash Fireteam Chat. So Activision is saying that Destiny 2 is not what they were hoping for. They're saying it did not achieve our commercial expectations. There's still a lot of work to do to engage the core Destiny fan base. What did they expect? Because digging into the statistics, it was the number six best-selling game of the year from August 2017 to August 2018. Mm -hmm. And in September, it was the number eight best-selling game of September. Do they need it to be Fortnite? And what scares me about this is does does that mean they're going to shovel more microtransactions in our face?
1: Yeah, I mean, what's weird is that we've talked about this often. Fortnite was that disruptive thing that came into the industry, and I'm sure that they're looking at Fortnite right now going, wow, how do we get us some of that? And that's always the issue, right? You didn't have that to compare to before in, what, September 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Well, not December, but, like, like with the launch of Destiny 2. Uh, we were talking about, yeah, Destiny 2 launched when there was no Fortnite. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like when you think about that, you're 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 going pre Fortnite. So yeah, I think it's really difficult. And we do this often, when we compare it to that. I'm sure Activision's doing the same. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that's pretty lofty, I think, to call it, oh, the brand is too damaged. I I don't think so. But definitely when you look at comparative specs, they probably wished it would be a lot further than it is.
0: So they even said that they had really high expectations yeah. for the game and that it wasn't met. I was going somewhere. I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. Okay. Sorry. They, they said something specifically about the Destiny brand that a lot of players, I remember, a lot of players are taking the wait and see approach right. to the game. Well, Forsaken's good, and they're still not in. And I think that's because a lot of people have been burned by Destiny. They, a DLC will come out. Like, Osiris was really damaging yeah. to the brand. A lot of people were like, what? And... Since that point, they have had an uphill battle to re-engage, as they say, the core Destiny fan base. And they're going to have an uphill battle. So let's let's take a look really quick at some of the mistakes that they made at launch. What's the most obvious thing that they did at launch? Everybody knows this answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, just end game and there was a combination. Too it, casual. It, it, too casual, yeah. like It was seen as, I mean, even from a PvP standpoint, they did a lot of meta changes that were not well received. And yeah, the casual side of the thing. I again, we've analyzed this to death. We understand why that they did that to bring mm-hmm. in a new player base. But yeah, it did not work. I would say that as they were hoping.
0: What about you, Stephen? What do you think they their missteps were at launch? I mean, well, they took. A this lot is of risks. everybody's talked. about. They, it.
2: yeah, they they took a pretty good formula with Destiny One, and they changed it up a bit in hopes to make it better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't pay out, um, and that left a lot of that left a sour taste in a lot of people. I think what you see now is even though Forsaken is really, really good, people are kind of be like, I don't know yet. I still don't know if I want to yeah. jump in. I think Black Armory, the next DLC, if that's also good. I'm not expecting it to be as good as Forsaken, but if it's still a really, really good DLC, I think you'll start to see people trickle in. I' interesting. I don't think so. You don't think
0: so? I, I think people don't <laughs> trust the brand name anymore, the brand name of Destiny. And if they want to hit the Activision goals which are insane. Being number six for the year and then number eight for September isn't enough? I don't know how you make
1: somebody like that happen. Well, and last year, it was number two, I think, Mm -hmm. overall. Uh, Only right behind Call of Duty. And what's weird is that, yeah, I jokingly said, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, the Destiny community and Activision have a similar theme. They both are expecting a little bit more than I think what Bungie is capable of producing. It's interesting when you think about all those things in collection with... Yeah, Fortnite, PUBG, or any other game, what other game besides Fortnite would you go, oh, that's the model? Yeah. Call of Duty? No, because Call of Duty is in a similar situation, like brand fatigue in a way. So what other game right now is out where you go, oh, do that?
0: Yeah, in the shooter space, there is not, isn't not any. really anything. you got Anthem yeah. on the way a lot of people are looking to to maybe change up the formula a little bit and but, add
1: to it. But even but, Anthem— But it's EA's answer to destiny, basically, right? right? Well, and think about—I like I, I think we've said this before. Anthem has that potential monster hunter potentiality effect where it might be good right off the bat, but there's not enough content and there's no PvP to sustain it long term. Uh, I think it might be just, yeah, one of these other EA products that comes out and you have high expectations but also fizzles.
0: Yeah, and I want to hear from the the chat also, so uh, leave a comment on the video. Let us know what you think, and we'll be in there discussing with you the issues that Bungie faces. Uh, to me, they have a huge uphill battle when your parent company is basically saying, hey, you made a ton of money. Yeah. It's not enough. How do we change it? T- going back to the mistakes that they made at launch, uh, we expected Destiny 2 and we got a Destiny 1 light. That's yeah. what we ended up getting. All the cool stuff was forgotten and sort of left on the wayside and finally with Forsaken we got a lot of that mystery back. Yep. We got those interesting moments, we have the meatball, we have the bow and arrow, but even now personally I I was playing Destiny 2 with Teddy, we were chasing for the meatball, didn't get it played for 2 hours. I'm out. I have nothing left to do in that game. Well, so- I know liked it. For yeah. like a, a week or two, but like that is your hardcore community—that's what they're going to do. They're going to devour your game. And how do they maintain this cadence of content?
1: It's really tricky. It's super tricky. And you said that last week, and uh, some people in the comment section took issue with that. So I wanted like make a you know state What did that. the
2: comment section say? Exactly. <laughs> when when
1: we say there's nothing left to do, do you have all the triumphs and everything completed in the actual triumph book?
0: Yeah, there are things to do in the game. So you are correct, and chat, you are commenters, you are correct in that. In that regard, however, I don't feel incentivized to do any of
1: it. So you feel like you've actually explored all I've,
0: you can with the space I've completed the campaign. I've completed the raid several times. Yeah. Um, I've gotten the Wish Ender, which was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Uh, I'll still keep chasing that meatball every once in a while. I have full Iron Banner sets on all my characters, except yeah. my hunter. I still need like two pieces. Yeah. Um, so there's little things that I can do within the game. But I just, it's really hard to be incentivized. Like, hey, here's if the quest ends up being Thunderlord, the quest we discussed last week. Yeah. It's like, I have that in D1. Like, who cares? Like, it's not going to be top meta.
2: I have like, all the well, meta weapons. Yeah, I mean, well, for me, when I made that comment, yeah, or well, and talk about real quick what you've actually completed because you have no life to, but you've also completed
1: a crap ton that the game has. Yeah, wait,
2: when I, well, when I say there's nothing left for me to do, I'm talking about content-wise. Yeah. I have, I have. But Lunas say what Howl. you've actually done. Yeah, I have Lunas Hell, I have not forgotten. I have Wish Ender, I've done the raid twenty times. You're insane. I've, yeah, it's crazy. All, Steven, I have all the armor for every class. Like there is <laughs> nothing disgusting. for me to do mm-hmm. except uh, the um, the triumphs, yeah, which aren't which isn't content in my eyes. They're they're achievements.
1: They're achievements, but I will say at least, and some of them are carrying over seasons. So you ha- mm-hmm. you can't complete everything from the book by just playing Forsaken. You have to play over the next couple months in order to get some. Yeah, correct. Though. Like
2: like um, there's a there's a triumph you can do for the Dreaming City where you learn from uh, Shiro Chi twenty times, which is basically her patrol mission twenty times. Right. To me, that's not content. That's just it's just an achievement. Mm-hmm. When I say there's nothing left for me to do in Destiny 2, I'm talking about like actual content. There literally is nothing left for me to do. Yeah. But I still love Destiny 2, and mm-hmm. what I'd say to Bungie devs is, I wouldn't, I hopefully they don't get um, discouraged with all this stuff coming yeah. out from the earnings call. I'm worried about Activision muscling some stuff that we don't want into worried, the game. Yeah, I'm worried about that too, but I hope that Bungie realizes they have a really good thing with Forsaken and they just build upon that, instead yeah. of thinking, Oh, we we dropped the ball again. We need to do something drastically different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean we work at a company like Gen Two, where the goal is always to a be profitable and make more money and have something really uh, exactly you know <laughs> well i mean it is i mean like candidly you yeah. always want to set a you, goal potentially you need to make higher. revenue to pay your employees exactly and keep the business afloat you like keep the business afloat make more money and that you always usually try to set a goal that might be not attainable sometimes you attain it sometimes you don't i'm sure they have all those kind of things in the background uh that they're thinking about but you're right i hope that it doesn't incentivize negative things into the game that make it a less of a positive experience mm-hmm.
0: so so let's talk about one thing that did happen, which was really weird to me, and I think really, really negatively impacted them due to the timing. Battle Royale craze is happening. We got PUBG. Fortnite comes out. Fortnite, we all know, is this monster franchise. We do a we do show about it now. Steven's on it. Fran's coming back in and helping us out. Um, and, yeah, and Battle Royale is what is on everybody's tip of the tongue right now, Yeah, tip of their tongue right now. Jeez, I'm really bad with analogies today. However, (laughs) during this time, Battle Royale's having a resurgence or a surge of popularity. Yeah, Trials is removed from Destiny, one of the most popular game modes in the game in Destiny One. They just Uh. they remove it. Yeah. from the game you cannot play that version of trials anymore yeah they wait a while they release their version of trials meanwhile the battle royale game which i was streaming and a lot of the destiny people were streaming we were all playing PUBG in this time frame yeah uh trials comes back it's not what we wanted PUBG is here and a lot of people have transitioned lupo was yeah. a destiny player he transitioned full-time to fortnite yeah. because you had that that gameplay hook Yep, it, you were hooked on it, Sir and D. I, I a bunch think of that guys. Sir D. I think that really fractured their player base and oh, hurt them in a way because they took away this coveted experience, yeah. which I think people would have kept playing. And then they released an experience that wasn't as good, and that's the problem with the sandbox of Destiny too. Yeah. that it wasn't. It just didn't have a thing. I, I can't put my finger on what the thing was, but it yeah. wasn't there. Well,
1: fun. Is some of it mm-hmm. like it felt stale and boring? I mean, and that's the thing, like, you, team shooting Mida was the meta back y- then, yeah. And I understand why they did it. And that's the thing that's painful is that, like, you know, we talk about oh, the conversation of what did you not like about Destiny One? I didn't like a bunch of shoulder charging titans, I didn't like a bunch of sticker grenades, I didn't like a oh, bunch of sticking there. You go, oh. so that's the reaction. So they did a lot of that stuff positively to affect that crowd of PvP players. So they did listen and, and do it, but it did change the game in such a way that was perceived as negative. It wasn't as fun. It wasn't as fun to watch. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, you know... No, as fun no hero moments. No hero moments with shotguns <laughs> and snipers and all the rest of that stuff. But there there is a balance for sure that took them, I think, a long time. And I like PvP right now with Forsaken and think yeah, it's really good. Uh, it is missing trials. Yeah, That thing that brought you back on the weekend, the thing that streamers were streaming uh it kept destiny alive for a lot of years and even in year 3 before the beta came out i think destiny was usually within the top 5 on twitch games right. on twitch mm-hmm. being streamed without trials that like side of the community dipped off and played other games and the awareness level for
2: other games increased because of that yeah i mean trials was the end game activity for pvp and yeah once you basically are getting rid of an end game activity um I don't know where I'm going with this. But well it's tough to compete. That's yeah. probably what you're saying. Like in
0: yeah, PUBG, You lose you lose uh eyeballs yes. on Twitch in the yeah. from well, the community. Absolutely. People stop playing your game. Yeah. And you have this huge gap of time before the next trials came out. Yeah. Huge is a few months, but in yeah. the internet world that might as well be an eternity. I mean, though. yeah,
2: well, well yeah. let's get this clear. You lose that repetitive hook that a lot of PvP yes. players like, and that's why you see a lot of PvP players play Fortnite because there's that PvP hook. But yeah. let's get this straight. Destiny Two trials was terrible. It wasn't fun. Yeah, it was no. not as and, engaging. And when when they release, when they announced that they were getting rid of it to work on it, I was happy. Yeah, me too. It was
1: broken too.
2: Yeah, there were yeah. survival. Right. You
1: would just turtle. Well, not only that, there was, yeah. and, and it's weird because you look at all these quality of life things, and I think that's where it's like. If you think of Destiny as a standalone product, and you look at everything they did from Destiny One to Destiny Two, there was a lot of really good quality of life things. It's like, hey, you didn't need to go back to the tower; you could just reset Mm -hmm. your boon. Or, well, there was no boons, but you could reset your trials card right in the menu. Cool. But there was a problem with did not seeming attached to the game mode. There was no boons, so you disconnect. There, your card's gone. There were a bunch of like, yeah, real things that scarred the experience, and that like carried over, and people like the the message spread. It was yeah. not great.
0: You got rid of trials. You got battle royales that you're up against that yeah. I'm sure Activision's looking at Fortnite and their success and saying, how can we capitalize on absolutely. that? And they did with Call of Duty. The Call of Duty blackout mode
1: is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. It is. I'll give it that. But do you think that that will have the long standing staying power that Fortnite does? I absolutely I so. do not. I don't well, think so. and I think that no. if, if Destiny had have came out with a battle royale, which I think we were all kind of wondering, oh, they're working on it in the background. Gambit, I think, is really good. I think they might be able to take Gambit and do, I always said, like a trials like experience where it is competitive. But once you've done nine ninety seven rounds of Gambit, what did what was yours at? before you got your meatball? Like 103 or something. <laughs> yeah. Right, but right now we're chasing meatball, and that's what I wanted Like initially when we were talking to them over um, you know, at E3 and all those events. It is a great mode. It's a great mode. Meatball is an incentive, but there needs to be some kind of weekend event besides meatball that is a competition where you're playing against other people. It's the competition that makes things thrive with when, Destiny.
0: When did Destiny 1 launch? Uh, September 2014. 2014. 2014, right? Yeah. I think that Destiny is a good... Idea, like there's, it's there, yeah. But it's a two, it's a 2014 idea, and it hasn't been modernized since 2014. So we're in 2018. We got this battle royale business model, yeah. And we have these other competing things that, man, the adrenaline you feel when you're playing a battle royale, yeah, it's hard to beat. I don't feel that way in Destiny. Sometimes I get close in Gambit. to yeah. so that sort of emotion of like, oh, that was a really close match. Yeah. We got
2: it. That's that a, feels extra. That's a really good point. Um yeah, is. the adrenaline rush that I receive in Battle rails, I've never felt that before in a game. Even in Trials of Osiris when you're like mm-hmm. the last person standing or a raid, you don't you, you get like little bouts of that adrenaline, but in mm-hmm. Battle Royale when you're like the last person standing against one other person, that adrenaline is constant. Yeah. But to go off that, I I I hope they're two very different games. They Fortnite are. and I don't Destiny. want
0: Destiny Battle Royale. I'll say that. Oh them, no, right? I'm not no, saying me, that. Me but too. they're
2: very different games. Fortnite is very easy to pick up. There's you don't really need besides learning the mechanics of the game, you don't need to learn much. You Skill gap up. is very wide. Yeah. In but in Destiny, it's like you need to grind weapons, you need to do this. It's a very different audience than yes. Fortnite. And what they need to do is they need to focus on their audience. They don't need to focus about they don't need to worry about how can we get Fortnite audience to come to our game. Exactly. They need to worry about their audience yeah. and expand on that because people who like MMOs and you can see in the comments too, people hate Fortnite yeah. on the Five Team chat. Conference. Oh yeah. yeah, Sean Finnegan yeah, does not like <laughs> Fortnite. It's have, terrible. There's yeah. two different yeah. groups of audience, mm-hmm. and obviously Fortnite's audience is much bigger. But they need Destiny needs to take their audience and work on the MMO pro. Um, Side of things. Aspects of the game, the PvP aspects of the game. They need to just expand their audience. They don't need to worry about Fortnite. Mm -hmm. I mean, I
1: I agree with you, but the problem is they, they do kind of, though. Like, they need to actually consider it because I think... It would be interesting in the next few months because where I was going with this is Call of Duty, and I mean H One Z One was there before, PUBG was there before. I don't think that those games will live longer than Fortnite. I think it's a quick cash. Fortnite's grabbing. not going anywhere. Fortnite's not going yeah, for a th- long time. That's my point. I as think as much that,
2: as you hate on as no, much as people hate on Fortnite, Fortnite has something that I don't. I've never seen any other game industry do.
1: It, it, to me, I haven't seen it since like Halo, right? Like those Fortnite. early Halo days. Like where everybody was, Halo playing. had it, it. Seemed like Destiny a, One had it. At
2: yeah,
0: launch, Destiny One had but it. But a lot of people got burned there. Yeah, and the problem is they got burned again in Destiny 2. Yeah, I'm going to bring it back for a second. I'm going to bring it back to the initial question that I posed: um, Is the Destiny brand too damaged to succeed? And I'm worried that the answer is yes. I don't know how they come back from this. They would need to make the penultimate Destiny. Ex- Destiny. <laughs> right, Sorry, not penultimate. The perfect destiny experience an excellent story and their stories are good yeah the stories that they've told so far are good but they need to be excellent yeah and i i haven't seen them do that yet i don't think they're capable of getting to that bar i and mean <laughs> that that's tricky yeah so that's okay. part of the community you need an excellent pvp experience and with their current sandbox i don't know if they're going to be able to get there it's good right now but it needs to be excellent you don't they need to be the best in their space and y- they're not right now.
1: You're right. You don't think Bungie's capable of
0: doing that though? I think Bungie can get to the PVP space. I'm concerned about the storytelling aspects because right. I ha- I haven't seen a uh amazingly exceptional story
1: from them. I mean, that's what Sean keeps on saying. Yeah. I will say this. There's something about I think my- good. St- I'm not saying their stories are bad. Yeah. I'm saying they're good. My my thing is this. Titanfall 2 is probably my like, favorite campaign multi like multiplayer shooter that does both in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. It was a combination because it wasn't just shooting. There was, like, you know, Titan moments and the campaign progression and all that other stuff. Like, there was just a variety of different things. Like, there was a time warp mission where you're going back and forth between spaces. Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2. Yeah. The mechanics in the game are really good, but then it offers a variety of gameplay that's not quite there with Destiny 2. Like, Destiny is very good shooting. It feels amazing. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of shooting. No space, you know, vehicles. that's all you do. It's mostly all you do. There's no space vehicles. There's no you know, you have a sparrow and a couple of ships that you can like, you know, parade around. But imagine if they, you know, got out of that zone of, OK, you just shoot things mm-hmm. and they they
2: varied up the gameplay a little bit more. So there was something a little bit new. Both of you guys sum up exactly what I think is the issue. There's always that issue where um, if the game is too hardcore, they can't sell games. If the game is too casual, they'll make money, but the hardcore audience will be driven away, right? Mm -hmm. If they have a fantastic campaign, a very memorable campaign, Mm -hmm. I think that satisfies the casual audience. Because if you think about the casual audience, they'll play through the story. Yeah, Yeah, they'll play through the story. They won't grind meatball. They won't grind weapons. They won't grind god rolls. What they're going to remember... Is the campaign, right? Yes. And if the campaign is excellent, so let me give you an example. When you think of Halo Reach, what what is what stands out to you? Yeah, the ending. Everyone getting sniped. Yeah, and, or that. And, and the moments with each of the characters yeah. as they pass. And like well, the space pass away. Yeah, the space mission like flying, get attached space. to the characters and stuff like yep. that. All the Halo, um, well, up to Halo Three. I don't know. I didn't. I played Halo Four. I didn't like Halo Four. Yeah, sorry. I mean, <laughs> ain't even Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all those campaigns are memorable, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing really memorable in Destiny, even though Forsaken was good. It, it's not. You're memorable. talking campaigns, or like to me, campaign. the
1: raids are super memorable. But that's I I don't yeah. consider and that's that end game. game. But that's yeah, five 10 percent. Yeah, twenty like percent.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Most of the player base won't get to the raid, so you have to you have to make them think, man, mm-hmm. Destiny, the Destiny campaign was so good. That's how you hook the casual audience. Yeah, that's how you sell games. They need a God of War of Destiny.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know? w- And we were talking about that. Even like microtransactions are not a huge deal for me. I don't really, you know, notice I them spent in Destiny. A
0: penny
2: in
1: Destiny. And I haven't either. Neither have I. Yeah, and so it is one of those things where I
0: just said I'm not going to support this business model.
1: Yeah, and I don't really I won't. care to support it either. But what I did enjoy, and God of War is my favorite game of the year, and it was one of my favorite. It's my games. game of the year also. It's probably one of the best games in the last five years. I haven't played that I God remember. of War, and it's my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you really got to go through it. Uh, the fact that there is none of that stuff, because I find that it just it's not that it's a huge problem. I mean, in some cases, with games like Battlefront, it was. Um, but it just pulls me out of the experience. Yeah. And that did not happen to me in God of War at all. And that was an amazing campaign for that reason. I didn't go, oh, is the game trying to get me to spend money by doing this? And you wonder about how the development cycle ends up working when those things are in the game. So... Um, yeah, but those are business decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so, do you think Destiny can be successful? To answer the question that I'm posing, sure. To answer the question, and, and success is determined by Activision, apparently. Well,
1: that's so. That's the thing. Like, are you talking to me? To me,
0: Destiny has been successful. You got number number six best selling game of last year and a number eight best selling game of September. I got those from Forbes, by the way. Yeah, you're wondering where that data is coming from. Um, That's uh, that's a success to me, but it's not enough for for Activision. So, how do they get those players that feel burned back?
1: Can can they do it ever? I think they can. I think the challenge, though, is that the longer Destiny does make missteps. It's harder. And with Call of Duty, and you look at that franchise, and that's an Activision franchise. That's the reason why I'm drawing the comparison. They have definitely a tendency to milk something out until, you know, we say like blood from a stone. It, like Call of Duty is past its prime. They're still making them. I would like to think that Destiny has uh, a couple more tricks up its sleeve, mm-hmm. but I think it's it grows tougher as the brand goes on and if it makes missteps along the way. Yeah, it's it. It potentially may not ever capture the magic that Destiny One did, and that's why a new IP or something similar, but with a different name, might be a better call. So yeah. I think that they will be able to, but. To meet Activision, I don't know. As a gamer, yes, I think they can do it. As as a, uh, you know, whatever their earnings call needs, I don't know about that.
2: What about you, Stephen? Um, well, let's be real. Not a lot of people are fans of the franchise, right? Like you say. Destiny, Look at our comment section. Yeah, you you say Destiny 2, and what do they say? Oh, I have to pay two hundred bucks to get the full experience. Blah, yeah, there's blah, some whatever. stigma there now, but the, not true. Yeah, which is yeah. not true, and it's like, yeah, they have a tarnished reputation right now. But the past of the past, and if they start pulling out bangers, right? Like yeah solid uh, campaign. Forsaken's um, a start. Forsaken yeah, exactly. was yeah. excellent. Which is what I said earlier in the show, mm-hmm. please build off Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we didn't talk about is uh, the the queen's Ascent throne. I don't. Yeah. If, if you guys haven't done it this oh, week. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You go in and she's talking to an emissary of the nine. And what and then interesting. She, and yeah. it's and it really like digs into the lore. And what I really like about what they're doing now is Every week in Destiny, it's a reset, right? And you're yep. doing, basically, you're doing the same stuff over and over again, right? But in Destiny 2 Forsaken, they found a way to tie that into the story. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's Riven's curse, right? Yep. And I feel like that's a really good stepping point. Because in Destiny 1, you just do Atheon over and over again. and the, Nothing would evolve. Nothing yeah. would evolve. Yeah, exactly. And, <clears throat> they, they've built a storyline. It's Riven's curse, and it, the curse is that you're doing it over again. They have things like that. And remember, Forsaken is a DLC. If they have time to make the base game like this, yeah. it'd be three times the size of Forsaken, right? Give or take. Yeah, I think if you just make really good games and DLCs from now on, people are going to slowly forget about what they don't like about Destiny 1 Destiny 2, and yeah. they'll start playing it. Absolutely, yeah.
1: People are looking for a success story. Everybody mm. loves a comeback story, yeah. and I feel like Forsaken definitely has been that. And I mean... Even like with a lot of these free products and including the games in uh now included in it, those are all those barriers to it. And, and it feels like there's always a window and, mm-hmm. and Bungie has just missed these windows so often that it's hard to come back. And like you said, the whole year one they were trying to make up for it. And
2: yeah. That's I mean, in a
1: tough spot to be. I'm pulling
2: so, I'm pulling very hard for Bungie and yeah. I want it to be at the point where the game is so good consistently that the people who do complain about, oh, Destiny 1 Destiny 2 are bad, it's like, okay, well, now you're missing out on a great thing. You look like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll answer the question myself. I, I think in order for them to be successful in Activision's eyes, Bungie needs to have a tremendously successful game, and I don't think that that's going to happen before or by Destiny 3. I think they will do well. They're still going to be in the top ten which apparently isn't enough for Activision, which I don't understand. I think we're going to get a pretty great set of content. They're going to continue to build on Forsaken. And I'm really excited to see and play that content. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Destiny 3. And I hope that the franchise will continue. And Destiny 3 will probably be the end of the series. Yeah, And I would like to see them go out on a high note. Look, if you're you're getting kicked while you're down, being number eight best-selling game in September is apparently (laughs) down. If you're being kicked while you're down, who cares? Give it your best, make something that you're really, really proud to put out on the market. And I'm sure you, Bungie, was with Destiny too. Yeah, and I think that they have the talent and ability to oh, make something absolutely. excellent. Stop listening to the money hats, <laughs> I mean, it's... and start making great gaming content again because you guys are awesome, like, yeah. you have that ability something's happening, but something's causing that friction. What Activision wants, what they want, too much data, not enough passion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is what happens in general with companies like EA and Activision. I hate painting those pictures like that, but Mm -hmm. it becomes... They, they are sometimes a barrier to people, I think, enjoying games because they look at the publisher rather than the developer and the game and the product itself. Then you get into a situation where it, because of their reputation with like microtransactions or whatever else, it supersedes the amazing content that is there. Yeah. And that, that's been a problem or, or something that's established itself in the last year especially. Um, Battlefront was the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see
0: what happens. That's all I had for this. Because are there any other final points that you guys would like to make before we head out?
1: No, I mean I think trials was the only thing that we were talking about. We just, you know, we're excited for it to come back. If it does, we don't know. They haven't confirmed that it's coming back at season five. It's neat to see that the emissary, you know, being into that space. Yeah, there,
2: I'd like to see like a reputation system with trials. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, If you if you think of all the things that the streamers were doing, people did on Twitch, like trials was cool because you would there was a sense of you know, urgency to get to the lighthouse to win, mm-hmm. even to have progression. Like everybody's like, Oh, I want to see what, what like card are they on? What number are they on? Yeah. A lot of those things I would love to see in the game. Like have they lost yet? Is there a boon system? Because those are the things that keep people coming back to actually watch the game visually mm-hmm. rather than just the experience. Right. Yeah, so it definitely. needs to be competitive, but it also needs to have some of those things. Also, this build. is super
2: down the line, but a lot of people I talk to that aren't diehard destiny fans, they would, And they didn't play Destiny 1 because they were just on PC. If Destiny 2, like, at the end of its lifeline... Brings back all the raids. How cool would that be?
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be great. That was that was the reason Rise of Iron was so excellent and beyond. Yeah. We had all those raids to go back to.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: That's all we have time for this episode. But that doesn't mean that the conversation's over. You can still partake in the comment section, and I know CJ will be there. I'm there. And uh, <laughs> if you're if you're not
1: too mean to me, I might might read him again. He gets I, a notification on his phone every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. it said my name. I do appreciate the comment section. It is one of those things where, yeah, sometimes a little hostile. But, I mean, I always say that even with some of the negative feedback, there's, there's some merit to some of it. But uh, be nice. I'm there checking it out. So. What do you think? Can Destiny be as
0: successful as Activision needs it to be? That is the question for this week. We'll read your responses next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the studio, yeah. guys. That's it for this show. So until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out.